0: Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020 Campari America, New York, New York. Never compromise. Drink responsibly.
2: You have. I feel like you have to have Valeri. That's what makes it tough. So, like, it, right. maybe fade Lucero, then you can play a, a more expensive guy. But
3: I was trying to pretend I'd, I'd be good getting by on just Pedro Santos, but I feel like I, ha- I have to have Valeri.
0: fantasy soccer podcast from rotowire.com your premier source for fantasy sports for player news projections dfs lineup optimizers and more please visit rotowire.com soccer and now here are andrew laird skylar redpath and jd Bazo.
3: welcome everybody in to the latest episode of Total Wire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. It's a two-man weave, dynamic duo, JD Bazo and I. Missing Skylar and Andrew, but we're uh, we're here. We're pretty much all you need. So, not don't don't worry about it too batch You got you got the the goods. You got the steak. You don't need to you don't need to worry about the appetizers. Those other guys, bring. <laughs> yeah. Skylar actually, I
2: would call Skylar the buffet since he uh, just puts so <laughs> many different kinds of food and lineups
3: out there. Indeed. Right, something's got to hit, and then, right. you know, yeah, you you get that one magical flavor for sure. That's funny. Well, uh, J.D., we, we were talking a little bit earlier. It sounds like you're in good spirits, so looking forward to breaking down this slate with you. Um, before we get into the, the positional plays, let's look real quick just sort of the the texture of the slate. We got a six-game slate on Saturday, starts at 7 and goes all the way to the late game. Seattle Sounders uh, three hours later, so a, li- a bit of a staggered start um, within – that window, and I was kind of a little bit surprised. I thought they might leave the Sounders game off and and do that just showdown only, but uh, they they decided to include it, which I guess it's good because they're the biggest favorite on the slate. Columbus Crew and New York Red Bulls right behind them. Orlando is uh, pr- probably the biggest favorite they've been all season at home against Colorado, and the Union hosting Dallas, slight favorite, a bit of a pickem, and uh, a pickem for Portland on the road at San Jose. So. Uh, looking at that, uh, we gotta probably start at the very top and uh, biggest favorite, latest game. You gotta save a spot for Nico Ladero, huh?
2: Yeah, I think you definitely do. Victor Rodriguez is 2,100 cheaper, so you you could go that way, but Ladero, I think you we still have to stick with him. I think even the the season long community is starting to get a little down on Ladero because he's not racking up the the bonus points in that game, uh, which kind of Corresponds to the peripherals in our our daily fantasy game, but I, I really I do think his role is a little different this year. I think he's playing maybe a little more reserved because they have Jordan Morris, they have Victor Rodriguez, and Rui Diaz that all kind of can push the line up top. Right,
3: they've had big but, um,
2: leads in a lot of games,
3: also. So yeah, that is a factor.
2: Yeah, so I I think if Ladera wasn't on. A lot of set pieces, and he wasn't on penalties. I would maybe think differently about him, but when they're the biggest favorite and he's already an amazing player, when you're adding those other bonus things right there, um, he's still definitely in the wheelhouse for me. So I I wouldn't be down on him just because of one or two kind of ho-hum games so far. I think we need to stick with him until we get... I mean, he's earned enough trust that we can probably wait until he strings together like three to four kind of lackluster performances before we really start to to Bump him down in our our fantasy rankings, per se.
3: Yeah, I wish I could come at you with a hot take and say I was going to fade Lodero, but it's just a little bit too early for that. Even with, you know, quote unquote dud games, he's still hitting, you know, double digit points. He's shooting, he's got two shots every single game or more. He's uh, crossing the ball still a ton. He's winning tackles. He's getting fouls. Uh, I mean, it's tough to fade him. And this is a great matchup on top, you know, to boot because. RSL has been struggling they typically struggle away from home and they've been really struggling this year all over the place I mean are they going to get another red card who knows right so they've had yeah
2: they've had a lot of red cards this year I will say they did play Dallas well on the road in week one and they played LAFC pretty good on the road even though they were missing a, a bunch of guys so I think they're a team that does have some fight in them and I, I don't think I'm as down on RSL as a lot of people are, but I mean, Seattle's probably top four team right now in the entire league. I expect them to be for probably all season. So um, it's definitely a lopsided matchup. And the one nice thing about Seattle is their lineup's pretty much set. There's not going to be a lot of rotation at this point um, unless there's like a major surprise. But they're one of the least surprising teams when it comes to who they put in the lineup week in, week out. So that's a good, good game to have last there.
3: Yeah, I agree, and you're going to save a spot for Ladero, and you. It's nice to not have to like save a second spot necessarily because you know he's going to play. I guess there's a slight chance he would be rested, but but uh, that yeah. well, we, catch you by surprise. Pivot,
2: yeah, you can pivot to either Rodriguez or Rui Diaz depending right. on where you have Ladero in your lineup because he's right. midfield forward eligible. So both of those guys are fine too. I mean, Rui Diaz doesn't give you that much more than like goals and some shots maybe. So. He's a little tough to pay that much for, but um, this the Seattle stack is totally in play, and he's one of the best forwards on the slate as well.
3: Um, yeah, definitely a, a late night hammer stack is in play with Seattle as the biggest fave. It uh, has
2: no. to be. It has to be where uh, probably what like thirty percent of the tournament lineups are going to go. I mean, it's going to be super uh, heavy <laughs> on Seattle,
3: right? Yeah, I'm I'm so bad at uh, at guesstimating ownership, but I I have to think people are going to be saving two spots for sure. Trying to to fit jam in uh, V Rod and Ladero, or maybe they'll try. Maybe there's some Jordan Morris believers that are out that are still liking what he's been able to you know get done. We can work out. I don't see a ton of people going Ladero Rui Diaz just because there's not a ton of value on this slate. We can talk break that down a little bit more later. But I'm uh, I'm. 30% Thirty percent maybe seems a little bit high for for multiple for more than two Seattle, but I think probably about thirty percent or so of people will have at least two, will have just two Seattle, it, you know, no more, no less. So
2: yeah, especially since their defenders are probably some of the best picks as well. Right, right, so. right.
3: You know, I love Brad Smith. I mean, I've been playing yep. that guy since he came to the league. So I'm not as high on Leardom. I, I, Dom. frustrates me because I, I never play him. He keeps getting there and scoring goals against me and uh, bumming me out. But yeah. Uh, Keeping it in the forwards for now. There's there's a ton of dual eligibility guys, midfield forward, so you really can mix and match a lot, and it's not gonna you're not gonna have too many problems with the eligibility. But uh, the, going a little bit, you know, some big prices on some guys who aren't necessarily favored players, and uh, you know, one of them may not even play. But uh, so Blanco being up at 8,400, seems a little bit uh, pricey to me. Is that something? Uh, are you gonna go there? I'm really thinking about
2: Blanco. Um, if you want to do a Portland stack, Blanco Valeri. I don't think that's a bad option. Um, San Jose has been so bad, and you. I keep getting scared that like the next game is the game they're going to really put it together, and this is certainly a candidate because Portland defensively has been poor. Um, but it, it's it's one of the situations where I need to see it from San Jose before I stop betting against it like i'm just gonna i'm gonna have at least one guy from portland whether it's blanco or valeri mm-hmm. or if i really go down i'm not sure what boba say is at, but um a 6800 that's pretty pricey for that him but not terrible yeah you um, can go
3: way down to andy polo or something like that too if you really want if you just have to have a portland piece
2: yeah and i mean i'm sure there's pivots off of him uh to san jose guys probably um if we need it but um, I do like Portland's matchup and I understand Blanco hasn't really been producing much this year so Mm -hmm. 8400 is is a lot but last year he was better than Valeri like in probably over half the games I mean Blanco was he was more of a game changer and the only reason Valeri outperforms him in fantasy is because he's on more set pieces he's kind of a little more central to the attack so
3: right without Blanco they don't make that run that they did last year deep in the playoffs for sure
2: Oh, he was phenomenal down the stretch, especially. Yeah. So I, I don't love it. I don't hate it. I think I'll probably have him in a couple.
3: Yeah. There's another, uh, you know, a more high priced higher priced guys on some guys that are underdogs. You know, I mentioned Cantero, We're not sure if he's going to even play. Uh, we've also got the new England guys, uh, Carlos heel, Christian Panilla up there, you know, among the more expensive forwards. And these are guys that I, I, I wouldn't even necessarily be looking to play even if they were cheaper. So, what what do you think of some of this pricing up here at the top there's some weird names i feel that are more expensive than some guys that i'd rather play
2: yeah i think I, if Kintera were playing i'd definitely consider him um heel heel's in a tough spot cuz i think there's just a lot of good pivots away from him um the one nice thing is he is forward eligible for basically being the the overwhelming playmaker in new england's midfield um offensive midfield so i mean he is like exactly the kind of number 10 you want to get into your midfield spots but you can plug them in a forward spot since there's not a ton of great options um or i guess not a ton of uh options that look great for the value let's put it that way Um, right so i i don't hate heel i don't think columbus are like an insurmountable opponent and the revs they're another team like san jose i keep thinking one of these weeks like they have to just for pride snap out of it a little bit but um It's tough. I think there's better options, for sure. Yeah,
3: it's just weird pricing. I mean, like, you look, Kate Kamara and Diego Rubio, you know, obviously they've got the upside, but they're goal-dependent guys that are more expensive on the road than uh, Chris Mueller is for Orlando at 7,300. You know, like, a guy who's got some set-piece flooring and also has the upside to score goals, so I would play Mueller over... Kamara and Rubio if he was more expensive but he's actually less so it's just it's really weird to me.
2: Yeah, plus b- below Kamara and Rubio you have BWP and Abobase.
3: Right. So I think yeah, that's like much better right there alone. Right. BWP um, at 6900 is just absolutely unheard of. Uh, I was expecting him to move, move from the 8k range more towards 10 and he's been in such bad form, but they have he has great odds to score on one of the biggest favorites of the slate, so how can you not consider him for 6900? I yeah, I mean know. BWP against Opara is a pretty good matchup, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Minnesota's defense has been has been stout. That Mike and Ike back line, obviously, is has been doing it. But man, I, I'm having a tough time. I'm, he's in my dummy lineup. Let's just, let's just come completely clean. I mean, he's yeah, one of yeah, the First guys I had to plug in as I started to try to put a lineup together because I just the price just kind of it's it's very nice at 6,900. You know. And especially
2: if Quintero's out, because that relieves a lot of pressure on New York's back line. It's just gonna let them possess the ball more, push up the field more, and and swing balls into BWP in the box.
3: So yeah, I'm kind of uh, in the same vein as you, where I at this point I do almost need to see it from Red Bulls because I've been counting on them being you know sort of flipping the switch for three weeks, and now I haven't seen it. So I kind of want them to prove it to me, but again, the price is just uh, just tough to resist.
2: Yeah, they have a lot of quality, but they, they're they definitely looking to kind of replace, like, a, a Tyler Adams-type engine in the midfield. So they're, they are missing, like, the, I guess, the it factor. And, um, like, Kaku has been, he was benched at least the one game, so he, he hasn't been.
3: Yeah, he's disgruntled. He's, you know, he's sounding off on, on social media. It's bad news.
2: Yeah, actually, what's his price? Because if he plays, I don't see him up
3: here near the top. He's not very cheap to be honest. He's seventy uh, two hundred. Yeah. Yeah. So and he's midfield only, this is the biggest problem. He doesn't have that yeah. eligible. That's not ideal, so Right. You- I mean, there, there's more guys in the high sixes. I mean, David akam has been been in really good form. It's a little bit tougher matchup against Dallas, but they are home. Abobasi, like you mentioned, I like. Uh I don't know, I could I could play Vaco, maybe, you know. I, I, I know he's your boy, but but he fits in decently at sixty three hundred, so
2: yeah, I mean, if Hosen was playing, uh, but Wando has to keep getting trotted right. back out there game in and game out. Um, Rabinho for the crew is like a, a guy you could throw in for just like a... Right, he's got some floor. Yeah, hopeful play, I guess, but...
3: Cerna um, has, you know, some set set piece responsibility for Colorado. He's still got that forward eligible, even though he's been playing as a fullback for a few weeks, so...
2: Sure, and uh, you did mention... Um, I uh, totally oh Mueller seventy three hundred right, that's right, yeah. expensive but I I do like Mueller a lot and the the one team we really haven't touched on that I think we can well we've haven't touched on two teams and they play each other Philly and Dallas mm-hmm. um, I mean Dallas if they put Ferreira out there again he had a goal and two assists last game um, he's five thousand dollars that's not bad. Definitely not. I mean, he's he's very young, but I've been hearing about him since I started uh, doing soccer for Roda Wire, and he was probably like fifteen, fourteen, whatever. So okay. um, he's always like a promising academy player, and it seems like he's finally getting some minutes and breaking out under Lucci, who probably coached him for for several years in the academy as well. So um, yeah, I'm
3: a, I'm a little concerned about peripherals there, but uh, the upside's sure. pretty nice at the price. I mean. He played the last two matches, eighty-two minutes and seventy-nine minutes. Had zero crosses, one tackle, one one interception combined. So, but he did, you know, he he created two assists and his only shot on goal scored last week. So, I mean, not bad against a ten-man RSL. I, That's true. Like, I'm gonna say, he seems a little trappy to me. But that I, I get why you would mention him, obviously. But I don't see myself going there necessarily.
2: Yeah, I think it's someone that I play in one lineup. Just a. To- have in case he goes off, or in case it opens up like some other great options for me in the midfield. Um, yeah, but it's not someone I'm leaning on in cash. Let's put it that way.
3: I mean, and Dallas did probably look. The, again, it was against a ten-man team, but they looked probably the best they looked all season uh, against RSL. Paul McCall was huge. Barrios was contributing. So,
2: yeah, I, it's Dallas is weird because they just seem to lack a. Li- I, except for last game, they seem to lack a little bit of a like a a finishing touch or like going for the jugular but they play like a really nice brand of soccer in general so far i just don't think it's translated to fantasy quite right. that well
3: right well if we're talking construction i mean i i think that the move is going to be to play lodero and then pick someone in this in this 6000 range up you know between mueller and hosin let's say uh you know 61 to 7300 range there's a lot of names in there i don't see a need to necessarily play anyone in the eight thousands, uh, but I, I, again, those that might lead to a little bit lower ownership on guys like Heel and Blanco and Jordan Morris, uh, you know. So yeah, we didn't even if, mention if, Dwyer. If we, yeah, Dwyer right, I think is right. a good play as well. Right. Yeah. I mean, anytime you can play these Orlando guys in a matchup where they're at home is uh, you you kind of want to take advantage because you don't get that uh, that too often, and uh, Colorado's been pretty bad. So. Yeah,
2: I think the other thing to think about Orlando, they outplayed D.C. last week, who everyone thinks is one of the best teams in the league right now, and I think they feel really hard done that they lost that game, so I, this is definitely a game for them to come out and just thrash Colorado. I don't know if they can, but I, I kind of am sticking by like the Nani and right. Dwyer type guys, because I, I do think a breakout game is coming for Orlando. Um, I don't necessarily think they're a great team. But I think they have like pieces in fantasy that we can continue to use all year round when we see the the right matchups.
3: Right. And uh, is there if, if there's no one is there any other uh, forward you want to talk about? Because I was going to move it over and just talk about Nani actually as we move to midfield next. So
2: yeah, let's do it. There was no one I was dying to talk about.
3: Yeah, I'm just it's kind of like you start thinking, all right, which Orlando piece do I want? You got Dwyer for the goal at eighty two hundred, and he has brace upside, but. Then you pay seventy three hundred for Mueller, get a little bit of the set pieces. I actually like going to the midfield route, paying a little bit even more down six k flat for Nani. May not have set pieces, but he looks like he's finally starting to get into the game and, and figure out how, what he wants to do in this league.
2: Yeah, I'm still a big fan of Nani. I I really like that he is um like kind of taking up the leadership role. He had the mm-hmm. I think two games ago, what he held the players only meeting. Um, and kind of fired everyone up for that shutout against the Red Bulls. Then they came home, and they played really well against D.C. Um, and I, I do think Nani hasn't been exactly as involved in the action as we want, but I've seen him play some quality balls. I mean, I'd like to see him maybe get some more shots and uh, threaten the goal a little bit, but maybe that's not what we're going to get from him as much as we thought when he signed for Orlando. So,
3: Although if this should be the matchup to, for him to do it as well. Certainly. And I mean,
2: for 6,000, for someone that's like a a top tier or just right below the top tier playmaker, once he gets into form and gets some chemistry with Dwyer, um, I like that a lot. My only thing is there's a lot of other midfielders I like as well this week. So,
3: well, just before we talk about them, when, when Nani calls a players only meeting to yell at all his teammates, you know, in, in Portuguese, does he bring the translator with him? I doesn't, doesn't, doesn't doesn't like everyone impact yeah does it have as much impact when it's the translator you know co- converting uh, uh the the yelling into different <laughs> languages maybe maybe not now but um back in their early seasons I feel
2: like everyone on the team spoke portuguese essentially so it wouldn't have been as much of an issue
3: a <laughs> good point yeah, yeah maybe that kaka uh there are other midfielders though like you said and uh we can a lot of the best midfielders are also forward eligible, but we, the top guys that you're going to be considering that are strictly midfielder, are obviously V-Rod and Valeri.
2: Yeah. V-Rod and Valeri are definitely pretty much the two first ones that jump out, but I think there's some ones like below them that, that also are creeping up there. So it, it is an interesting group of pricing because I feel like the midfielders are actually priced well compared right. to the forwards. I don't, I don't know so much, but um midfield there's like some tough choices like do I save 900 bucks or do I find the 900 in defense or a uh, keeper maybe so yeah, I'll it's, admit, really
3: it's, tough. it's tough for me going in any slate that I go into where they're playing against San Jose and I don't have Valeria on my team I'm gonna I'm gonna feel a little nervous you know because I just he's such a safe like he's a guy I just count on he's so reliable for DFS and in a plus matchup in a must-win game for Portland I mean I I think I don't want him, but at the same time, I currently don't have him in my dummy lineup. So that, you know, that, that, that'll that show you that this is a tough slate to fit some of these prices in together. Um, what do you think about, as we move down the list, though, uh, Fabian? Because we we got all he got the goal last week and sort of paid off his price, but he did not have set pieces, which we had been expecting him to have. So he lost the corner kicks to Aronson. Are you a little concerned maybe that he's, he's kind of goal-dependent at that price?
2: I don't know that he's necessarily just goal-dependent, but, yeah, you're not getting the the safe set pieces. I mean, the attack still runs through him a lot. Um, the Philadelphia leans on Fabian as much as pretty much any team leans on anyone so far this year, except for when he uh, stomped on the guy and was out for two games. <laughs> yeah. Which, which was great because now Aronson, I mean, looks incredible and got to earn some minutes. And I think that's helped both for fantasy and just for fans of the game. Um, the fact that we can pay forty three hundred for Aronson um, instead of seventy seven hundred for Fabian—that right—that really makes me want to bump that down because otherwise, you're really skimming at some of the other positions.
3: Yeah, it's it's tough. Like Aronson uh, presents a substantial savings, you know, of thirty four hundred bucks. So. Yeah, with the I, set piece safety, it's it's tough to pay all the way up to Fabian.
2: Yeah, I will say I think he's priced fairly, if not a little bit undervalued at seventy seven hundred.
3: Really? Okay. I'm. That's. I mean, I'm looking what he did last week. He had the goal and nineteen point seven five points. So you know, he, he still. You're right. He still. He still delivered about one X salary, even what in uh, what was not a great game. Uh, just yeah, I mean four points though.
2: Two of his three games so far, and those are the two games that he played uh, a full shift without stomping right, on somebody. without
3: stomping. Yeah, the non- yes. non-stomping asterisk. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, seven shots in both.
3: Yeah. Okay.
2: I mean he yeah. he's not afraid to he's not afraid to fire the ball. Um, he I think he's going to develop some chemistry and hopefully be able to kind of combine more near the box than he has been because maybe sometimes he is looking to shoot a little bit too much or too early, but um, I mean, they need him to step up, and they're going to give him right. every chance. They to
3: still don't have a striker, enough. so, I mean, yeah, they need, they need yeah. people to be shooting. That's true. And,
2: and I also think it's maybe we're jumping too far ahead of ourselves thinking Aronson's going to start every game. Um, sure,
3: sure. He can, yeah. be, he can be rotated for sure. Right. If I'm looking at Fabian for 7,700, I'm probably going to find the 400 for Valeri. I mean, I just – it's uh, even with the home road difference there, it's tough to, to pay. It's tough to play heel – you know, maybe if he was in a forward spot, but it's tough to play a lot of these guys around Valeri. It's tough to pay extra for Blanco unless you're stacking him. So.
2: Yeah, even Pedro Santos Valeri is tough. I mean, Pedro yeah. Santos has been really good, but um, it's not like he's a guy you can count on for any stat. Uh,
3: um, you can, I feel like you can count on to cross, but... A couple, but he's like... And he finally I, did score a goal after we'd been uh, bashing him a little bit on this pod, so...
2: Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that was what his first goal... Non preseason uh, since he signed, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, let's not count on him doing it again. But he he does look like a different player this year. Caleb Porter has really um, kind of unlocked something in him that Greg Bearhalter didn't. So he's confident, and that that's a great matchup. So
3: right I home f- against New England, man, and you know. <laughs> if they continue to as long as Friedel's there I'm going to be targeting New England defense for for guys to play against in DFS for sure
2: Friedel's so bad it's it's really tough to
3: overstate how bad Friedel is Yeah just uh, from the from the fake accent you know start there <laughs> and you know go you know go down the I, list yeah
2: How do you watch that guy as a commentator and say man I really want him to coach my soccer team
3: Yeah yeah I don't I no clue no clue I think Classic case of uh, having a name, uh, name recognition, and being able to, you know. And the owner, not caring, either, about, yeah.
2: Yeah. And the owner not caring about the soccer team. Either. Right.
3: The owner being uh, slightly distracted, let's say. With <laughs> uh, massage parlors. Yeah. 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 That old story. Um, so, who who do you like if, if in between Fabian and Aronson, and are you even? Beyond just liking them, are you able to, to fit these guys, that range into a lineup, knowing what kind of forwards you want to help spend for Right. Them? Yeah, so I, I do think that we're both kind
2: of on the same page. We're a little bit down on Red Bulls. So, I mean, like M- Moyle and Royer mm-hmm. and Shed um, I don't think any of those are guys we're really going to be jumping on. Iguain's okay. a tough Iguain's a tough guy to play in daily fantasy these days. Um, he used to be like one of the top guys you would go to. Um, New England's the kind of disorganized, um, kind of disheartened team that he could totally tear terror- up. You could see him giving not-
3: up a penalty, also, but you know you never want to play that yeah. necessarily.
2: Well, I think Giosi, uh takes penalties. Oh,
3: really? Okay, I didn't realize he lost yeah.
2: last year. Last year he took some. I don't know if he took all of them. Um, so living I, in
3: the past with with uh, Pippa. My bad. Sorry.
2: I it's he very well could, but. Maybe after Kai Kamara demanded a trade for not being able to take that one, he's like, don't, <laughs> "Don't quote me on on who takes him." But I know Jossie took some last year. Um, Jai Senior. That's right. <laughs> Espinoza. I think everyone has been playing him because he's been mm-hmm. super cheap. He's seventy five hundred now. I don't know. That's tough. I know.
3: It's, it's he, just- he he hasn't cross- stopped crossing, but. Yeah. The matchup isn't the worst obviously portland has not been great but he did his crosses were finally down from 15 15 11 down to 4 against lafc though so it's you know that's um, LAFC, so like, give them a, just yeah. didn't have the ball yeah so portland's a little bit
2: easier so i don't love it though because i think there's better options if we keep
3: scrolling to yeah, be yeah i honest. don't i just you know you just get you get so used to playing him for sub 4k that it's kind of <laughs> like you wanna go back to the well, but it's tough. Yeah.
2: So Roosnock is the first guy I'd really think hard about seven thousand. I know the matchup's terrible, but I mean he's like a Fabian type where he's he's
3: leaned on for that team. Yeah, he does it all. And uh You never, never have to talk me into Roos even even in this kind of tough situation. Seattle has not been invincible, so
2: Yeah, I think you're Roosnock's biggest fan, so I definitely don't need yeah, to touch Yeah, to yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> So,
2: Pomical at 6,500 is the one guy that I right now have as my third mid. Okay. But Nani at 6,000 is tempting. So, those are like two guys I'm kind of deciding between.
3: Yeah, I put I put Nani in just kind of for the savings, for being at home, and for, you know, people kind of jumping on Pomical after the two goals. Maybe he can't repeat that type of situation, but Definitely. certainly really do hate Pom. Hey,
2: Pomical like, ticks all the boxes in the box score, though, which is nice to see.
3: Yeah, great point.
2: He's always get he's always doing something, which is yeah. a great, great to see. Whereas Nani, like, um, I don't, know, I wouldn't be surprised if he had like only a couple crooked numbers there in his box score. Not that he's been that bad this year, but I mean, it's I don't know. He he's not getting quite as involved as Pomacle, but he's obviously he has the name recognition and he his upside I think is higher than Pomacle.
3: Right. Yeah. I, I like the matchup better. I, I like the matchup better. I, I, I'm i trying to, I don't hate, I hate to be a home drone, but I, I swear sometimes I, whenever I, seems like whenever I lose on a, have a losing slate, I look at one play and I'm like, should have gone the home side every single time. So it is well, crazy. that's
2: fair. I mean, there's, there's a reason that people are home drones because it yeah. makes sense a lot of the time, but.
3: Yeah, the, I, I like Nani. I also don't hate. Uh, you know, this guy's not at home; he's on the road. But if he keep, continue going further down, uh, bearing in mind their their whole attack could be short circuited without Quintero. But uh, Jan goose is a pretty good price for fifty five hundred. If we think Red Bull still don't quite have it locked down in the midfield.
2: Yeah, do we think he's on more uh, set pieces if Quintero's out?
3: Yeah, he's been splitting them and even having maybe a, the majority share. So I'd have to think he. He'd be a candidate for a Monopoly for sure.
2: Yeah, the nice thing about Gray Goose, and I don't know how much Minnesota would really have the ball, and how much he would be able to like kind of work his way up the field from a central midfield position, but um, he has a cannon from distance, and I'm mean, he can always at least put a couple couple shots on target, maybe get a, a nice goal. Um, right, and his, so this is added to a nice floor, I think.
3: Yeah, his price is low enough too that. You would hope even if they were on the defensive, he'd he'd get some some tackles one in central midfield. And then when they do earn a set piece or two, you know, then he can come up and, and get some stats that way. So Yeah. But then yeah. you think five hundred more for Nani. Right, right, yeah, good point. Yeah. You get the home field and everything.
2: Even rolled on at sixty three hundred, like he's not a daily fantasy beast, but with that so, matchup, he is getting forward enough that I'm okay with it.
3: Agreed. Uh, he hasn't delivered and he, he, uh, it was weird. He, he took a few corner kicks for the U.S. team the other day against, in that friendly against Chile. But I don't know. I, I don't, I'm not buying Roldan. I'm going to let somebody else go yeah. the with Roldan. <laughs>
2: yeah. I'm probably not using him.
3: Uh, how about if we, can you go lower? Obviously, we mentioned Aaronson. He, he's down at 4,300. Anyone, anyone else in that range that's even in play? Rengade's question. Yeah, I think um, those two
2: definitely, but I think I like Brian Acosta even more than both of those guys. It's like a, an even cheaper alternative to Pomical, right? Forty one hundred. Yeah, and I mean he's he's a quality player. He plays for his national team. He's designated player, and he plays a little bit behind Pomical, but he he gets up and down the field and can get stats pretty much every way so i i think we there's a side to him offensively that we've yet to yet to see in mls he had one really nice goal but mm-hmm. um i think there's more in him
3: yeah a little bit of a shot floor for sure he, he you know except for the game where he came with the three games he started he got at least two shots in every game kind of a little bit of a foul box which i never like because they can lead to yellow cards and getting sub but yeah you just have have a in this only four games in his game log, so take that for a huge grain of salt. But a couple four game, four foul, five foul games that don't like to see. But he's also getting tackles one. So
2: yeah, well, that. you can totally see Acosta and Fabian having like a, a couple big scuffles and both <laughs> right. getting yellows or reds. Right, so.
3: right. Stomp part two. The, the revenge <laughs> or something like that comes out. But the price is nice. You're right, forty one hundred. You don't want to necessarily be paying double. Double punt down to 4K in midfield, but if you had to, that it's not a bad price.
2: Yeah, the thing is, everyone's going to be playing Aronson, and it's right. still gonna be, right. it's still going to be tough to put together a lineup if you're using Ladero. Uh, yeah. So, no, I
3: don't know. If, you wanna, if you want
2: to if you want to pivot from Aronson just because everyone's going to have him, then that's probably one of the ways to go. The other guy I'll mention is Kellen Acosta, thirty five hundred. um Like, I don't think anyone thinks Orlando is good all of a sudden. They're, like, a little scrappy. I think they're relatively well-coached, and they're starting to get a little bit of confidence, but Colorado could totally come in and have a good game there. It's it's unlikely that they, like, have a great game, but Acosta's a a pretty good player, so.
3: Right. Acosta's going to get you four points, no matter what, for 3,500. That may not be a a lot, but that's a pretty decent floor for 3,500 when you need to fit other guys in, especially when he does have a little bit of an assist upside and uh, maybe even, you know, a a free kick goal. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, he takes – I think he's really
2: good on set pieces. I know that he's not like their main set piece taker this year, but um, last year he came in and started giving us like seven, eight crosses, right, when he moved to Colorado. The coach is the same. So we can't bank on that happening, but there is like the added upside of maybe somebody subs off or maybe Kellen Acosta steps into that role. Um, I think he's a great set piece taker, personally.
3: So on a slate with Sounders, Red Bulls, Columbus Crew, you know, Portland Timbers, we're going to be stacking the Orlando-Colorado game, man, <laughs> making out like <laughs> bandits here, basically. Yeah, but
2: it's it. so expensive.
3: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I, you know, I've, I plugged in Nani and Aronson in my midfield behind Lodero and uh, BWP, and uh, let's move on to defense. What do you say? Yeah. I guess with one thing
2: we can quickly mention is just like fading Ladero makes things a lot easier this week. And if it maybe is worth one shot if you're making multiple lineups thinking Ladero might bust.
3: Yeah. Like, I mean,
2: it's going to be like an eight to 10 point bust, probably. It's not going to be like super low, but.
3: Right. But if you get the same from V, if you play V Rod instead and get nine points from him and save the 2k your your, your overall lineup's a lot better you're right
2: sure but i mean you could go down ladero to dwyer would you be that surprised if dwyer had a a better fantasy score than ladero
3: i wouldn't be shocked no i wouldn't be shocked yeah, i mean uh, the
2: percentage isn't like yeah. super high but i think it's like a one in three right. shot. just because yeah, dwyer dwyer's a good bet for a goal i was just say one in
3: five but yeah you're, you're probably closer with one in three
2: I, d- I think it depends if Dwight scores his scoring odds have to be decently higher.
3: Yeah, the other thing is that if we're if we're not expecting much from RSL if they are as bad as they've they've looked I mean it could be another blowout situation where Ladero gets you know Seattle scores two or three goals early only one of them comes through Ladero and then he sits around and does nothing else the rest of the match.
2: That's also true.
3: Yeah, so I mean I'm probably not fading Ladero in
2: in my main lineups but I think I'll I'll definitely see what I can put together without him in a couple.
3: Yeah, he's the, I mean, he's a play for the block in cash games for sure. Um, what about defense? We've mentioned so many expensive midfielders and forwards uh, without too much value. Can Is there even any realistic pe- pe- capability of playing any of these expensive defenders? When's the last time we had this many defenders
2: above $5,000 in MLS? It's yeah. over... It's like a... It literally is a full page. Moutinho gets cut off. He's the last 5,000 defenders. Yeah, I I got
3: to, you know, we got to pour one out, you know, say, shout out to the homies. I mean, Ruan, 5,100, Kai Wagner, 5,100. What happened to our our favorite cheap fullbacks we were playing all all month? (laughs) Yeah, and
2: Ruan had a really nice matchup this week, too. Yeah. So, oh, well, but it's...
3: His price let me check his his price has just skyrocketed if you bought stock in him early, we went from twenty six hundred to thirty eight hundred to now fifty one hundred that's absolutely insane
2: yeah, so like half theoretically half the starting fullbacks are five thousand or more this week because I count yeah. 12, twelve at five thousand and there's twelve teams playing, so
3: yeah, good call.
2: That's rough. And, it and makes it. I, I don't know
3: how you can play any of them. <laughs> I really don't <laughs> in this five thousand range at all. If you
2: go for yeah. If you go for some, I don't even know if you want to play Ferreira, maybe and uh, Aronson. Sure. And you have. I feel like you have to have Valeri. That's what makes it tough. So like, it, right. maybe fade Lucero, then you can play a, a more expensive guy. But
3: I was trying to pretend I'd, I'd be good getting by on just Pedro Santos, but I feel like I, ha- I have to have Valeri.
2: Oh, yeah. I think
3: that I didn't
2: get to mention this, but like, I, I keep sometimes bringing up, I think on the podcast recently, um, that like San Jose's man marking, I keep thinking that somebody has to be like a bad matchup in that. Um, so like, f- for instance, I don't think Federico Higuain would be very good against a, a San Jose team that man marks.
3: Hmm.
2: Uh, Valerie's kind of old, and he's not like escaping the super athletic guys. So, but he's on set pieces and everything else. And San Jose are so, such a mess that I don't think they even understand their system quite yet. So, that's not really scaring me off of Valerie. But if you really want to squint, you can make an argument against him, right?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, just be, <laughs> being on the road and being that Portland, you know, sure. for, all, for as good as we think they are, they're still, you know, the bottom of the Western Conference right now, and they've they've really given points in a, at every opportunity. So who knows? Yeah, definitely.
2: So I guess
3: if I still if, want Valerian, yeah, despite all oh, of that. So yeah,
2: I think so. Um, I really have to scroll because I'm not interested in the San Jose fullbacks that much. They're still 47 and 4500. Right. Um, I really kind of have to scroll down to Metnire at 39. I
3: started as well, 3900.
2: That's even a matchup I don't like at all, so I'm probably scrolling past that. Reggie Cannon is nice, 3,800. I mean, he's been in in the 5,000s a lot in daily fantasy before, Um, and he's not racking up any kind of points, but he pushes forward, and I don't think Philly's a team that Dallas is going to sit back against. That's one nice thing.
3: Good opportunity from him.
2: Yeah, Dallas on the road, I don't think they're going to be pragmatic so much. I mean, they will be pragmatic. They're not going to turtle. I think Dallas thinks that they can outplay these mid-tier teams when they're on the road. Um so I don't mind Cannon. Edgar Castillo's cheaper than he's been in a long time. 3600.
3: Yeah. He's not doing much, but he's he's a guy I've expected a lot more from. But it's it's yeah. actually really but, funny that
2: he was much better last year for Colorado. Right, right. He moved to like the only team that he'd be worse on <laughs> in doing
3: well, I know th- I mean, oh, he loves to attack. I thought that high press would kind of set him up for some counterattack situations, but he's done yeah. really almost nothing well,
2: they're, so far. You're so bad in the back, he has to hang back, I think. Yeah. Really um, all right. So the guy that I locked in right away is uh, Marrera for Portland, the ex River Plate guy.
3: Okay. Um,
2: 3,200, and he started last match. It, it was his first start. So I don't know that he's guaranteed to get another one but he won four tackles, had four crosses and took a shot. That's good enough for yeah. eight points um in a road game.
3: And I think that was a showdown slate, right? So he he uh I remember he was like super owned and and uh I actually misclicked my lineup and I actually, I was like should I say leave the salary and play this Moreira guy who I've never heard of but he looks pretty good or should I play uh uh, what's his name uh Valentine. Valentin and I actually, I I wanted to play morera and I went zarek on accident. oh no like <laughs> yeah he did absolutely nothing yeah so he's but been yeah, morera killed it
2: yeah Valentin's like been uh, good when he's been in uh he was definitely a big part of their defense last season so morera I think though is the the much higher upside player yeah he's
3: team. almost like an attacking winger uh, in a lot of ways so
2: yeah they they kind of need some help defensively too but um he has he has a lot of tools to get
3: forward, so. Yeah, I like that. I also liked uh, at 3,500, assuming that Affle is hurt still, uh, Jimenez played fullback to fill in for Harrison Affle last game, and uh, I don't know, didn't really deliver, but they are in another nice spot for Columbus. Yeah, he got an assist in the, I think,
2: the second game of the year, um, mm-hmm. so he's he's all right. He's kind of been floating around Columbus for the longest time, playing wherever they need him to. Um, I don't think he's going to win you a slate, but he can f- just fill up a defender spot for a nice cheap price, um, and do okay. So I like that.
3: Yeah. And actually I don't, I don't hate with, with moreira, he kind of is the guy we, we talk sometimes about you just getting one key guy that opens up the lineup for you. Morera could be that guy at 3,200 with a very high upside, uh, situation. I think so,
2: yeah. Moreira is probably the – him and Aaronson are two guys that help you build the rest of your lineup for
3: sure. Yeah, and if you – I was kind of trying to sneak by with a expensive goalkeeper, but I might have to come down. Um, I don't know. Is there just – are we missing – are we skipping out on any of these guys? Defenders? Uh, yeah, L- Lopez for San Jose. You said you didn't like the San Jose guys. I mean
2: 4,700 uh, 4, is just a lot to pay when they have no chance at like – I guess a clean sheet's not that sure. valuable here, but um I I don't even think they're going to possess the ball that much cuz what when have they this year?
3: Would um, you rather pay 5600 for Brad Smith go all the way up or save the money and just play Chad Marshall 3500? You know, I mean, I know you don't like a center back, but Yeah, that's that's totally predicated on
2: what the rest of my lineup is cuz I'd rather probably I'd probably rather upgrade somewhere else, but I'd really love to fit Smith in. So it's when you put it like it's only two thousand more, twenty one hundred more for Smith, then yeah, I'd yeah. rather play Smith. But um I'm not gonna do that at the expense of, of really sacrificing at a, a forward spot per se. I'll I'll say this though, how about Ziggler? He takes penalties and yeah, he's thirty 30- there you go. Yeah. And I mean Philadelphia certainly can concede penalties. You, yeah, Fabian. Get him. Well, know, get... <laughs> hopefully, he's not in his own box that often. But yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah, he'll 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 track all the way back just to stomp on somebody, <laughs> as we've seen. So, yeah, yeah it's it's interesting. Like... I definitely think it's a pay down and defense type of slate, though, just as far as cash construction and a lot of GPP as well. I do agree. I do agree.
2: But we did mention a lot of like mid range midfielders and. You don't need to play the elite forwards. Like, if you can get down into the 7,000, maybe mm-hmm. the BWP, a Bobase range, I can definitely envision a lineup that, like, scores really well at the attacking positions, and you still can pay up. It just doesn't feel like that's the highest percentage lineup to to do well. I agree. Yeah, it's going to be tough to get Brad Smith. Let's put it that way.
3: Right. I've got him, but... It, I. I... I uh, plugged him in, but it left me with uh, Brad Shuttleworth in goal, which I, I can't think was a battle there at all. Shuttleworth was... Shuttleworth's
2: so bad that you don't even know his first name.
3: Yeah, yeah. What is it? It's uh, Bobby. Bobby, Bobby, yeah. It's B. It's B Shuttleworth. <laughs> yeah, just a plain
2: B name, so... Yeah. Um, who's the cheapest
3: keeper we can use? That's Yeah, let's get there. Um, let's find out... Uh, I don't know if you want to play Ramondo. Oh,
2: uh, no. the one nice thing is you can count on some saves with Ramondo.
3: If you are full fading Columbus, you know you could try to put play Cropper, but I still I don't necessarily like it. Like because I'd like to be playing Pedro Santos or Zardes, you know, but I I just can't quite fit them in. I do think they're gonna get some goals against New England. So yeah, I mean I
2: can. I can maybe try and look up the shots per game numbers here, but I feel like Columbus is not high in the shots category. Right.
3: So you're you're running the risk of like you know taking a negative two or a negative you know negative or, or just a three, some or you know something like that. Yeah. Four. Uh, nice. Manon, again. I don't want to play. I don't want to play. You hate that though. I don't hate it uh, if you especially if you don't play BWP. If you play, yeah. you know, Mueller Mueller or Abobasi or something yeah. like that instead. I think he's the cheapest
2: guy I'd look at, but I, I don't think it's optimal.
3: Right. I just I guess I'm just worried about that New York Red Bulls breakout, but he's a, he's a yeah. quality keeper. They should probably turtle it up a little bit, especially if they're missing Quintero. They're probably going to go with the mindset of just trying to scrape out a point, so I, I don't hate it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely not playing Tim Howard.
2: Oh, hey, fun fact. Columbus has the fewest shots per game.
3: <sighs> wow. You're like a human computer over there. <laughs> I just got lucky. Pulled that one. Pulled that one <laughs> up from the the, dread, the depths of your mind. It's great. San Jose actually is uh,
2: they're only fifth to last, which I never would have guessed they were that high. Yeah, well,
3: they just keep feeding Wando for all those yep. shots.
2: So uh, San or Seattle has 15 shots per game. Uh, shots on target 5.5. So that gives Ramondo a chance to get up to about 10 points.
3: Yeah, root root. It's a situation where even if they fe- if RSL did fall behind, like Seattle would kind of smell blood in the water and just start shooting, you know, trying to get again. So he might rack up some cheap saves that way too. Yeah, definitely. Uh, for two hundred more, probably go with uh, Manone. But I guess if it, if it made everything fit, I guess you can't you can't fault Ramondo. Uh, Jesse Gonzalez, though, for only four thousand three hundred, is not a bad choice either. If you're if you're not yeah. playing the Philly attack, you know. He, he, I, has a chance, he, he has a chance to sneak a win, you know, maybe you get a 2-1 two, two, victory or something like that on the road. I, I mean, Dallas totally could shut Philly out. I don't think it's, like, it's not
2: probable, but it's certainly in the realm of possibilities. And if you're playing Ziegler for the penalty upside and you want to stack it with Gonzalez, it's fine. Yeah.
3: at Nella I expect to get a win. Not a bad price for 4900 Uh... After that, I don't hate Brian Rowe, 5,400, but I don't see myself having the money really to pay for Fry or Stefan up top.
2: Yeah, Robles either.
3: Yeah, I'd rather play Minoan than Robles for sure.
2: Yeah, I mean, none of the none of the top keepers really jump out to me because I don't think RSL and New England are going to get that many shots on Fry and Stefan.
3: Right, that's why I'd, pl- I'd play Rowe, to be honest. I think I think he's not a bad, a bad choice. Um, this
2: is always really tough for me because... Sometimes when I know that someone's, like, one of the worst keepers in the league, that doesn't mean they're going to be a bad fantasy play. I, I legitimately think Brian Rowe is one of the worst starting keepers <laughs> of the last couple of years.
3: Just take his, take his membership card away, basically.
2: <laughs> that doesn't mean he's a bad fantasy play, though, because, I mean, you can definitely, anyone can get saves, and, yeah. I mean, it's, sometimes you could have a, a trash keeper, but, like, just the fact that your team doesn't allow that many shots, it's fine. So he yeah, can get yeah. the clean sheet even if he doesn't – he has to make like two saves maybe. So I don't know.
3: Yeah, I, I'm going basically off this idea that Colorado is just not good. But at the same time, I may end up having a jam in Kellen Acosta. So who knows? I, I'm more likely to go with the cheap keeper, go down to Manone, And he actually – if you go Marrera, you know, keeper under 4,300, Aronson, you actually – you can start to fit, and you can even squeeze in an extra, you know, one of the higher-priced fullbacks at your second D-spot if you do that. So,
2: Yeah. Yeah, my build right now, where I have Marrera, Ziegler, Jesse Gonzalez, uh, I have 1,700 left on the table. Right. So, it's a lot of road guys. I have five out of eight road guys in my build. but Wow, that's that's just that's
3: the hipster way to do it, for sure. I mean,
2: it's Pomico and Valeri. Right. Morera, yeah. the Dallas guys. I'd probably maybe think about switching out. So it's there's so many ways to go on this slate. I actually feel like it's pretty evenly balanced. It's one of the ones that I really like to play because um, I could sit here and think about sw- swapping my lineup out for for a long time. Not right. that I will, but um, if I if I had the free time and really wanted to, um, I'd probably switch my lineup ten times between now and and kickoff.
3: Yeah, I think when you look at it like that, it's probably a good thing that they did keep the late game in the slate, uh, as I mentioned off the top. Even though it's, it felt like I, I was expecting it to just be a standalone showdown, but having to make that decision on whether or not to play Lodero definitely it, it gives you that interesting wrinkle of of a, it's kind of the either or. And I still expect him to be pretty chalky and you know seventy percent or more owned in double ups and whatnot, but. There is, as we mentioned, you know, you do have the option to maybe leave him off there, go a little lower, and, and see what kind of balance lineup you can get. So, yeah, it should be a pretty good slate.
2: Yeah, I think right now if I went from Ladero to Rui Diaz, I could go from Ziegler to Brad Smith. Right. Get right. The Smith to Rui Diaz. Uh, then you get in correlation. It's, it's a beautiful yeah. thing. So, I don't know. I think that's a nice tight rundown, hopefully. And... um and there's just enough in this slate, I think. Yeah, like I said, nicely balanced. Um, I think we'll see
3: a lot of different lineups, honestly. Yeah, it's kind of uh, pick your. A lot of guys will be able to pick your favorite players. Just play your favorite players, guys that you like that you have come to trust, because a lot of them are priced very similarly. Yeah, midfield. I think you can.
2: I mean, midfield. You can probably go twenty guys deep, just in terms of, like different prices and values, and should be interesting.
3: Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing everybody out there in the contest, looking forward to making some of these final decisions on my build myself. So, uh, JD, awesome. We proved we don't need Andrew or Skyler. I guess we should feel pretty pretty proud of ourselves, and it's going to be an awesome weekend. We
2: didn't have to uh, mention that player that must not be named either.
3: (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Cool, man. Well, I'll catch you next time.
2: All right, good talking to you. Good luck, everybody.
0: Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer.
1: Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network.